Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Endurance Cartel Podcast. I am your performance and lifestyle coach, Javier Pineda. If you enjoy the content, make sure to tell your friends and head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, leave us a review. Want to know when the next episode is coming out? If so, head over to my website at EnduranceCartel.com. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now, let's get down to business. And welcome back to part two on how to hack your metabolism podcast series. As I mentioned in the previous episode, paying close attention to your lifestyle, your nutrition, and your life stressors are of vital importance to promoting your vitality, increasing your health markers, and increasing your performance. You know that moment when you feel weak, tired, and just not right? That's what happens to your body? If it has been overstimulated by stress? Stress. The main purpose of this episode is to highlight how inflammation can lead us down a path towards illness. So in order for a disease-free living, we must maintain constant harmony within ourselves through healthy dieting habits as well as getting enough sleep every night. First, a brief review on the last episode, your current fitness health. It's common to overdo it with aerobic exercise. I did it many times. Modern amount of activity is all you need to stay healthy and happy. If your routine starts to feel too stale, mix things up by adding more intense workouts or reducing less difficult ones so that each day has some new challenge for yourself. And watch how quickly those extra minutes start to add up towards success. One problem associated with excessive training, it can lead not only to you looking older with wrinkles, but performing worse as well. This occurs because constantly pushing oneself leaves muscles torn instead of trained which may cause inflammation on top of that. And not to mention your risks of injury have been dramatically increased. The more you do something repetitive like running or cycling or swimming, something monostructural, the less effective it becomes. you got to switch things up, not to mention going to cardio classes, spinning classes, or doing the same exercise over and over again. Yes, you will become great at that exercise, but is it really going to be beneficial? This is why we exercise, so we can be beneficial at something. We train for something. I'll give you an example about this from when I taught spinning back in my old days and people were taking three or four classes a day with no change in their bodies. That was amazing. Just how much harder we work out if all that matters is vanity or we work out just to stay in shape for the next workout. It's crazy. Getting better at anything meaningful like soccer, basketball, or any other Olympic sport might be a better option. I never saw changes happening in any of the bodies of these people. There could have been many factors outside of what transpired, which made me think otherwise, but still comes down to saying more isn't necessarily better. A brief review on sleep. As we all know, sleep is important for our health. But did you realize that it can be an indicator of poor physical and mental performance if you don't sleep? Not getting enough restful nights may lead to chronic diseases like diabetes or heart disease. So if your days are feeling flighty because sometimes gravity takes over during the day while working on tasks at work, then don't worry. Just improve this next week when I'll show how simple changes might help in just getting more sleep tonight. Guys, this is just straightforward math. Keep it simple with sleep. Get your seven to eight hours. This is like one plus one equals two. Have you ever wondered how sleep can help your performance? If you want more information and you want to get 
Geeky at This, the podcast of neuroathletics. Dr. Lisa Nicole, she's a neuroscientist, the brain ninja. I swear her information is cutting edge. If you want to get more tips on cognitive skills that you can put in your toolbox, Neuroathletics Podcast. So here are my tips on getting better night's sleep. First, create a regular sleeping schedule and try not to watch any electronics before bedtime or avoid stressful activities like watching Netflix. They only give you about five seconds when there is already another episode coming up in your series. It has been hard for me at first, but man, does it make all those tough days worthwhile, especially if we're talking about quality over quantity here. Cutting caffeine at 2 p.m. has helped me a great deal. I feel overall better. I'm a caffeine drinker. I love espressos. If you're a caffeine drinker like me and you don't want to go cold turkey with cutting at 2 p.m., do it by doses. It'll make a world of difference. Trust me. Keep your bedroom dark, cozy, and cool. Nobody likes to be sleepy and sweaty. If you're struggling also with quality of sleep, just consider talking to your doctor about it. Maybe there is a possible sleep disorder that could explain why insomnia nights continue. Fitness trackers and sleeping trackers can also help track how much time we spend in bed and whether or not our circadian rhythms may need adjusting for optimal rest cycles. All these gadgets make your life easier just by telling you how much training stress you have. If you have fully recovered from your previous workouts, or can you work out on this one? They're sometimes even smarter than the athlete. A few years ago, this individual who I met some years back, he wanted to do another Ironman triathlon. He needed me to train him. So I asked him a series of questions of what motivated him to become involved in the sport again. I also mentioned that it's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to be very time consuming. It's going to require a lot of sacrifices on his end. He cut me off and he said he, that he was gaining weight and he needed to get back on track. And triathlon training was the way to go because this is what worked last time. All right. And why do you think you're gaining weight? Javi, I'm expanding my business and it's been so stressful, man. I haven't slept. I'm eating junk food. I'm barely seeing my family. I was speechless. And training for an Ironman is going to fix all this. And he was like, this is the only solution I can come up with. All right, listen, let's put this conversation on hold. Let's do a metabolic efficiency test on you. Let's look at the results and let's make a decision after the test. Just so you understand, your body's a jungle of competing priorities. It's not always easy to know which nutrients should belong in which part and how much you need for each area. But one way that could help with this confusion would be taking a metabolic efficiency test. This nifty little device lets us see just where our energy inputs go strongest. So if there are areas like eating carbs or fats where we're getting too many calories or not enough, then maybe focusing more time, money towards those food groups will yield better results. This is a great test to determine how fat adapted an individual is. A client typically starts by wearing a mask at low speeds, then gradually increasing their speed until I see the crossover point. This can be done on any type of ergonomic device like treadmills or bikes. But the crossover point is what I am looking for. This is where the body switches from burning fat calories, which were 90% dominant at rest, to carbohydrate calories. The longer we can delay the crossover point, the better fat adapted you are. If you are going too carbohydrate dependent or just the crossover point is too early, then there's something to be done about your lifestyle. This is how this gentleman was going through his day. He wanted to expand his business, but he was also being physically inactive. How much physically active and how much physically inactive you've got to be? 
there has to be a fine line. There has to be a happy medium. There was a lot of inflammation in his body and he was just plain out burning carbohydrates from the get-go. I had to cut the test and explain to him, listen, your heart rate is way up. Your breathing is very choppy. And I strongly suggest you pull the plug on this Ironman thing and let's get you a length tension assessment done, which gets your posture corrected. Let's look at your nutrition. Let's look at your lifestyle and let's get your health back. And so he agreed to get everything done. And of course, priority number one was to get his inflammation down. We decided to meet the following week and he never showed up. I don't know what happened. I later found out that he was still engaged in all his businesses, trying to expand it. And it's sad because stress is just killing him. I wish him well. Chronic stress is a real illness. If you don't treat it, it can potentially kill you. Whether you're expanding your business for a profit, just know that that profit is going to go towards the hospital because that's what you're going to be paying for your health. So the more stressed out you are, the less likely it is that exercising will have any good effect on you. Exercising is good for some other things, but when you're too stressed out, too tired to work out, exercising is the last thing you got to be doing. On top of everything, if someone's feeling intense pressure at work or home, you're probably not going to enjoy the time spent working out as much either way. So why even bother? The solution here, I'm just saying go for something anabolic, something rejuvenating, something like yoga, meditation, walking, anything that relaxes you, Tai Chi. It's going to greatly improve your blood flow, reduce your anxiety, get you better sleep. There's a lot of breathing techniques out there. I personally like the 478 technique, which is a breathing exercise. You first inhale for four seconds through your nose, hold it with your lips closed tight for seven seconds before releasing all the air out for eight seconds. That's one cycle. You repeat it as many times as possible. Try not to do it in your car because you might even fall asleep. This is how relaxing this technique is. We all know how important it is to eat well and exercise regularly. But what about stress that we apply? Stress can come from anything like training for a marathon or taking care of kids at home. Our bodies adapt over time as long as there isn't too much physical strain placed on them in one go. However, this type might lead you into adrenal insufficiency, where your immune system becomes compromised along with other health problems such as poor well-being. I remember getting sick a week or two weeks before an Ironman. I truly loved it competing in triathlons. I truly loved teaching spinning. I truly loved doing a lot of things, but I got burnt out. And the quickest way to get burnt out is to not give your body a rest. So do not misunderstand me when I say that don't do cardio or don't do this. You can do whatever you want as long as there's a fine balance in it, as long as you're recovering, as long as you're eating the proper foods in order for you to keep doing these activities. Because these are amazing activities to keep doing a lifetime. All I'm saying is find a balance. There are ways around the issues of finding new hobbies. You can still maintain your fitness by incorporating activities into everyday life rather than being solely because you're required to. So in order for you not to be burnt out and not to have your immune system suffer or having other health problems, there are ways to go around that. I had tons of clients, tons, that they were there because of their spouses or because of such and such reason. They were not there for their own reasons. They were there because somebody else had told them to be there. So in order for them to see changes, I had to tell them, listen, you don't belong here. Go do whatever you want. You don't have to be in the gym 
to be healthy. You don't have to be inside or locked up. If your activity requires you to be outside, get out there and do it, whatever you want to do. I had a client that loved racing cars, but of course he couldn't in that time. I had another client who loved equestrian and now I see them and they look amazing. These are people that are honestly, sometimes I feel that they don't belong inside the gyms. So moving on into the metabolic shift, once you start this process, you got to start learning and start adapting your body to using fat as energy instead of the carbohydrates and all the starches you've been eating. If you really want to go through this, just expect your shift to be painful in a way. If you've ever felt hungover, that's just what it's going to feel like. For me, it lasted a whole week. When I went through the shift, I thought that I was eating healthy, but instead I was eating crap all the time. And my detox quality of sugar was crazy, insane headaches. Thank God I was still allowed coffee, but you have to start telling your body what to do. That comes by eating protein first, then fats, and then carbohydrates in that order. Keep in mind that carbohydrates, you don't need carbohydrates to go about your day. There is a time and a place for carbohydrates, maybe in a race, maybe in a competition, maybe in a fitness class that you want to be taking that you need some uh, smart carbs, like for instance, quinoa, sweet potatoes, brown rice, and wild rice. You already have unlimited amount of fat calories in the mix. You can cross the state or cross the whole country with being self-sufficient. This is what metabolic efficiency is, you being self-sufficient. Some of the benefits of being metabolically fit is having no GI distress. That for me was a winner. And of course, increase in energy, vitality off the roof, being clear that you cannot put a price on that. Training has always been my life. I love being a trainer. I love training people. And when I train, I love it because it keeps me creative, both mentally and physically. But most importantly for the brain, stay engaged with new challenges every day. If you're an athlete or a recreational one, or just somebody that wants to have a better workout, try using intervals instead of sticking solely to one type of exercise all week long. This will help reduce muscle mass while also burning fat at once. I have found a new love on kettlebells. Do everything. It's just a one-stop gym. Hip power, speed power, coordination, strength, core, stability. All in one. It's a one-stop gym, I'm telling you. It changed my life again. And this is why I need to keep on reinventing myself, doing things differently. I get creative. A whole new world just opens up something I did not even know or never saw or wanted to see in that matter. Makes me curious. Makes me want to learn more stuff. I recently just added Krav Maga a few years back into my life and I never thought I would enjoy it by practicing this form of Israeli self-defense. But now, wow, sheesh, I get my ass whipped. Don't get me wrong. I love it, <laughs> but I'm learning a lot on self-defense. So I will teach you something of Krav Maga right now. My first ever lesson with Jean-Jacques, that's my sensei's name, and he is a very dear friend of mine. We became very good friends. But the first lesson, he asked me, why do you want to learn Krav Maga? And flat out, I said, I just wanted to teach this method to my kids. And he asked me, so how old are your kids? And that time, Matias was being born and Carla was about maybe two or three, can't remember. He said to me, listen, you can start right now with your daughter. Like, wow, she's so young. You can start. All you got to do is when you come into the house or whenever you see her and you want to go and give her a big hug or a big kiss because it's so unavoidable, right? Yeah, I always want to kiss her and hug her and eat her almost. Next time this happens, if she says, no, daddy, I don't want to be kissed. I don't want to be hugged. Just leave me alone. 
What do you do? I keep on doing it because she's so delicious. Next time, do what she says. Go away? Yes. So whenever you go in and she says, no, daddy, that's it, you back off. Why is that? If you start by doing this with her, explaining what the meaning of no means, that's what you're going to be teaching her. Because she might find somebody later on in life that she says no to, but continues doing that. She's going to think, okay, my dad kept on doing this, so I guess it's okay. So no means yes. So there you have it. No means no. Whenever you want to go and hug your kids, they say, or especially your daughter, and she says no, back off. Give her that space. Give her that respect. Start teaching her what no really means. And if you also want to show them some good example, let them watch you work out. Let them watch you eat healthy. The best school is in the house, inside your house. That's where the best school is. Your teachers are not responsible for your kids. So if you want to teach them good habits, don't let the teacher do that for you. Take charge. Eat healthy. Let them see your workouts. Incorporate them. I have a gym outside my backyard. Our kids watch me do Krav Maga. They see me lift weights. They see my wife do her thing. And they are extremely active. I saw my daughter just pick up a kettlebell, just deadlift it. And she was like, I like doing pull-ups too, daddy. Hey, good schools start in the house, not at school. I love a saying that goes, there is no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher. In this case, parents are teachers. You only got yourself to blame if your kid just grows up with diabetes or any other illness from too much sugar. Because maybe they saw mommy and daddy in front of the television just being slobs and just eating ice cream all the time. When you're training, try your best to have fun. It's not about the time or fitness levels, but rather how much enjoyment we get out of our workouts. The main purpose for this type of exercise is so that people can build confidence in themselves by putting them through extraordinary paces while practicing patience and control over their bodies, which can lead up to an even better life later down the road, as well as since having good mental mojo goes hand in hand with being physically fit. In addition, the old saying, no pain, no gain, is partially true when it comes to exercising. You have to work hard. You have to endure pain for your body to grow stronger, but not necessarily after doing every workout. My goal, I think every responsible trainer, coach, or instructor out there should know this. The main thing we aim at training our clients or athletes isn't how much weight we lift or how fast or how long can you run every single time. Rather, the objective should be building more around your recovery. Your muscles and your body get strong at rest from all the intensity that you have given it. It is essential part any successful journey, be it personal or professional. Intensity can help you. Volume can help you, but it's not used correctly. That way it's not going to work correctly. So working hard and focusing on what matters most to you, because one day soon enough, this will all pay off. Just listen to your body. Your body is your best coach. That is your best gadget. Okay, no other gadget. If you just tune into your body, it's going to give you so much information and you are going to not need anything else but your body as your own coach. Have a great day, guys. Hope you enjoyed this series. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Stay tuned for the next episode. Train smart. <laughs>